0: I'm back again with another episode Get Biz, Do Biz, Get Paid. Today I have Tim Brown. He's the owner of RGS Exterior and Construction based out of Utah. Welcome, Tim.
1: I'm Tim Brown, uh, Jr. Um, my dad and I are partners. He's kind of on his way out, and I'm kind of really just kind of running things now. But I'm actually a fourth generation Um Guy in, in my industry so my great-grandfather a lot of guys don't know that but my great-grandfather and then grandpa um, did full exteriors um and then of course my dad and then now me um and i've got f- four children um uh, and all of the kids worked for me or have worked at some time so they're the fifth generation so we've been doing uh siding windows gutters except etc for for almost uh five generations so kind of cool um something that unique. So we're out of Salt Lake City, um, and just cover the, what we call the Wasatch Front, but really it's Salt Lake in, in Utah. And, um, so yeah, that's kind of who we are and what we do. Uh, I think it's important to kind of, for, for listeners to kind of put in perspective, um, size, we're not the biggest company, we're not the smallest, um, but we're going to do a little over 13 million this year. So that kind of gives you an idea size wise. And, and our, our, probably our number one, um, is James Hardy siding. And our number two is our gutters and our gutter covers. So that's, that's kind of who we are.
0: Well, that's amazing, man. So, uh, talk to me a, a little bit about how was it growing up in, uh, in the construction industry? Um, you know, maybe uh, a, a lot of our listeners just came into construction as probably it fell into their lap. They were laid off of a job or something and just kind of found their passion, you know, but how is it for you going, growing in the fourth, fifth generation of construction? What, what was the conversation like growing up?
1: yeah well so so the, it, it, so it's, I love the question because first of all, my dad always told me um when I, I started working with him when I was 14, you know summers, evenings weekends, holidays, et cetera et cetera um, so man holy cash I'm trying to put doing the math through that means I've been doing this for over 25 years. Holy freak'm I'm, I'm old
0: <laughs> but anyway,
1: you know he always told me as a kid, hey Tim, I, I want to teach you how to work. I'm, I'm teaching you how to work, but that's it. Do better than me. I do not want you to get in this business. Um, I'll bet I heard that from my dad 500 times um, as a kid, um, that he's just teaching me how to work, but that's it. Um, And and I love that concept and the the concept's good. And I think it's really good to teach um, somebody how to work. But I I think the one mistake that uh, maybe the world has is that we're such a world of go get a college degree and get in the business world. Well, what you're doing and what I'm doing is, is I'm a business owner that happens to do construction. And so, I think the one thing that I would do is tell people it's okay and we need contractors. We need good people. So do it. Get involved. And the second, you can have a very good lifestyle. You can make good money. Um, There's a lot of guys in our industry that are making ridiculous amounts of money. And then there's guys like you and I who make a good living. Um, And I think that there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's good. Um, So that would be part A. But part B is I also feel like it's my obligation because of what I've been blessed with and the things, um, as long as I've done this, is that not only can I make a good living, but my managers and my installers and my entire team can make a good living. Um, So I know it's a little bit off of the tangent of what you asked, but I think it's important for us to to be profitable um, and make money so that our team can. uh, you know, one of my worthy goals that I have, kind of, I do a lot of mental uh, health work, um, and and really kind of put it out there. One specifically, a guy that you may have not, or maybe the industry knows, but Sean Foyer, I do a lot of work with him and, and thinking to results. But one of the things we talk about all the time is having worthy goals. Well, one of my worthy goals is to have many millionaires working for me at one point in time or another. So I, I, I we want to generate wealth not only for me but for for others. And so anyway, I think that's really important. But then getting back to your initial question is, what was it like growing up? I think that was it is that my dad taught me how to work um, and he taught me how to to, to be a hard worker. Um, and I think anybody that starts in this business, that's what it takes. It takes you putting on your pouch and it takes you understanding every aspect of the business. Um, I've installed everything and have for years and years and years and years. It was many years before um, I sat in an office. And now I can't tell you how long ago it's been since I put a pouch on. Uh, it's been years and years and years since I put one on. But right, it's, it's that transition. So I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of that, yeah. that's how I would go with
0: that. Yeah, so 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 the thing that I, I I took the most from your answer is learning how to work and seeing the the process of putting together maybe a roof, a siding, or gotta, Uh You know how to do that growing up, and your dad keep repeating knowing how to work. Now uh, as a as a at the current situation right now um i think that uh, that's that's art is kind of lost a little bit uh what you think in uh oh, in
1: uh,
0: yeah and 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 it's not like uh i'm i'm not I'm, i came from vietnam so the my frame of working is different from the american frame of working like we We're work- lazy, bro. We're lazy here. <laughs> yeah, we work to survive, right? <laughs> we work to eat. But uh I think that's a really important piece for the list listener to listen is you kind of have to work at this business. And a lot of successful people that I interview, they have started somewhere in the business, just kind of work their way around, cost train on everything so they can have a well understanding of the microcosm of um of how the business building, the production, the sales, the marketing, the organization, the recruiting, at at that. And I think that working skill that you had, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, translate well into business building. So then you work hard on the right activities, right?
1: A a, a thousand percent. And in fact, I love that you've said that because – what I feel like I did working extremely hard. I mean, and I worked hard. Like, in fact, when I went to, I, when I got to college and I went to my, I got my degree, I was working full time. And by the time I graduated, I had two kids, right? So I had two kids and I'm going to college working full time. So, I mean, 80, 90, hundred hour work week between the two was, was, was required. I didn't see my family for, for two years, almost. It seemed like, but it got better. Um, And so I think that the aspect is, is you've got to put in that time at first. And it's not going to be forever. In fact, you shouldn't go into this industry as a business owner to want and aspire to work 60, 80 hours a week, right? But that's what it takes at first. Um, and then once you've done that, then it keeps building. Now, for me, the thing I love about what I do is, yes, I make I make a good living, but I can do what I want when I want with who I want. And so I work, but I can do it when I want. I don't have any set jobs in my company. I don't work anything specific in my company. The only thing role that I have in our in our company is m- the marketing piece. So I do all my marketing, but other than that, nothing I do is in the company. Everything I work on is on the company. And so it allows me to work when I want, right? So I can still put in my 10 hours, but it could be at, at six to eight. And then I can go to the gym for a couple hours and then I can go do this or do that. I, I coach high school football. So I'm out coaching football practice for a couple hours and I, I can really just do what I want. But again, it's taken that time to get there and it, and it takes a lot of work to get to that point.
0: Uh, so uh, talk to me a little bit about the transition from when you were maybe in the business for a little bit and the transition from that point on and being out of business. How, how did you deal with uh, the transition into being not needed anymore? Being free.
1: That's a good. That's a great question, and I think that's probably the hardest thing to do. Um, The first thing I would say is um, it took a little bit of time. The second thing I had to learn to let go. So because I worked so hard, I was a perfectionist, and I felt like nobody could do it as good as me. Which that might be true to what I'm doing, but there's a lot of good people that are way smarter than me and do the job better than me. So I guess part three would be find those people, hire them. And then let go, um, let them do it. And I think once I was able to get the right people surrounded on uh, around me and get the right people on the right bus in our company, um, then at that point in time, we were able to really kind of let go and let them do their jobs. And now I manage my managers, if that makes sense. And I let them do all the day to day. So that transition was, I, I guess, if you want to put in points is is find a good team, trust the team, release the work to the team, and then let them do it. And then once you'd make that leap of faith, then that's when you can start really working and growing on your business. Um, Part B to that would be, well, I can't afford to hire that person. You can't afford not to. You just have to bite the bullet. Whatever that is that you need, whether it's that salesperson, whether it's that operations manager, whatever it is, bite the bullet, pay them, and you're going to get the money back tenfold because you're going to free yourself up and allow you to go make money on that end.
0: Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It makes perfect
1: sense. So, uh, you know, go ahead. No, I was going to say the other thing too, is, is we run our company on EOS. Um, I know that's kind of a craze right now. And a lot of people are running on that, but I think that would be maybe part C to this is how do I do it? And I think running on EOS is such a key. Um, and for maybe for your listeners that aren't familiar with it, it stands for oper- operational operating system, or excuse me, entrepreneurial operating system. So really, it's just the, the system and the, the way that we work on our business. But the nice thing about EOS is it gives people specific roles, and then they have accountability. Um, and then you meet um, each week for, for 90 minutes and go through your accountability charts and, and your, your issues and your to-dos that you need to do. And so that's really helped us get to the next level um as well as that now we have the right people on the right seat but now they have the right roles and they have an accountability chart with eos and so um i I think you you got to do baby steps right you can't go from uh being an installer to installing decks like in your case to the next day running a 10 million million dollar company running eos right it doesn't go that quickly but it is a step and and it's one of the steps that have been big for us
0: right so uh as you know in the construction industry People want the result, right? But uh, they don't necessarily know the process of, uh, you know, getting your face punched a couple of times, you know, getting 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 your back kicked a couple of times, stabbed sometimes even. And uh, I'm sure you experience some of those experience. Oh. But uh, but uh, the what would you say to maybe for uh, example a guy that uh, doing maybe a, a million dollar or two. Uh, still really involved within production, but but really, he stressed out. he he stressed out because he didn't pull from production, sales, marketing, bookkeeping, uh, all this thing. So what is the most highest leverage activity they can do now to be able to get out of that rest race to maybe plan and stress a little bit?
1: love it. love it. Here's my recommendation. Um, it's a twofold thing. One is get a cell system. You got to have a cell system, whatever that is. We're members of Certified Contractors Network or CCN. So I use their cell system. But there's a lot of really good ones out there. So Brian has a great one, right? Um, uh, Dave Yoho, uh, Rodney Webb, uh, John English, whoever it is, doesn't matter. Get a cell system that you can buy in on. Have that. That's one. And then step two is hire a salesman. First thing I would do is I'd get a salesman hired. You can do production and you can oversee stuff, but you can't sell and you can't sell well, um, in my opinion. Get a salesman hired. Get that. Let that salesman do all the sales, and then you can do everything else. I think if you have sales, then everything else will build. So that's how I would start. Wow. And, that's, that's, and honestly, that's how I started. You know,
0: that's a breath of fresh air because uh, you know the the cookie cutters. Uh, The cookie cutters um, advice out there is, hey, get out of field, right? Get out of field, get out of field. Hire sub, hire employees. You know, you gotta get out of field, and you gotta learn sales, and you gotta learn marketing. But you just flip that upside head. Hey, how about you hire the hire the sales guy? Do what you're good at, and maybe hire a sales manager to manage that sales guy and build a sales team later on. Right? That's such a fresh perspective that I obviously obviously we in this eco chamber yeah. of coaches and and coaches and mentors that hasn't really been in their shoe to give this advice because because I, I get it like I I was a deck builder uh you know uh starting out and the way I know how to do things is I got to get a production guy because I'm not good at closing out a job. I'm not even from the construction industry. I want to go focus on my strength, which is gathering attention and acquire a client and, and, and just leave everything else for everybody else to take care of. But that's, that's amazing, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, like there's obviously there's a hundred of opinions and right. I think everybody's got a, a valid one, but for me, um, once I got a, a salesperson, I got a sales team rolling, then everything else kind of followed in its place. And the other thing, too, is really, how do you grow? You sell more, right? Um, you you got to sell more. And the more sales guys you get, the more you can sell, then it's going to provide that income to then hire a production manager, to then hire um, an operations manager, an office manager, a call cell manager, whatever it is that you want to do and whatever step your, your plan is. Um, I think sales is the key. Now, what do you have to do before ca- sales? <laughs> you have to get leads. So that's a whole other conversation another day, potentially, but but leads are, are key, and you've got to be able to, to get those leads. But I think most of us contractors um, have enough word of mouth referrals and, and enough leads to to hire one sales guy. Uh, I don't think that's too difficult. Um, it's when you want to add two, three, four or five guys is, is when when it's like in my case, you know, 12. Um, that's when it's difficult is is to get those. Uh, that's when you got to spend all the money on on marketing. Right, And that, again, another conversation another day, but um, the one thing I would say is once you get established, once you're that that million to $2 million threshold, then the next thing is you got to not be afraid to spend money on marketing. Nobody wants to, but you have to. Right.
0: So uh, tell me, what was the craziest story that you ever uh, be a part of that maybe it started out negatively, but somehow, some reason... Two three years later, you look back, and that was probably a blessing in the sky. Can can you recount any
1: encounters like that? Y- y- you know what we've. Um, well, I can. I probably, if I fought long and hard enough, I probably could give you fifty of them. I've always said us as contractors need to write a book because no one would believe the stories that we tell them. Right, um, and the crazy customers, the crazy employees. I, I mean, we could all tell stories for days. Um, but I think one thing that's happened to us, and this has just happened this year. Um, and I think it's, it's turned out to be a real blessing for us. Um, and it kind of goes back to the, the old, um, hedgehog concept, um, and the good to grade. And that is that we, we, to grow our business, we grew horizontally. Um, we added products, added products, added products. When we added a product that, that fit and would stucco for us and it fit in our market, it made sense. Um, but man, we sucked at it. We had so many problems and so many callbacks and so many issues. So we made the decision this year to, to eliminate stucco. Well, it's been interesting because not only we, now that we've eliminated it, um, I think we're literally on our last job right now, as we speak, we're doing our last job, but as we've eliminated that stucco, what it's done is it's made all the other businesses more profitable. Um, and what we learned was that all of the mistakes that we were making in stucco, was bringing down all the other profits um, because we were spending so much time cleaning up those messes. And it just, it sucked. Um, And it cost us a lot of money. I'll bet you last year, the stucco in the business probably cost our company nearly a half a million dollars um, in mistakes and lost revenue um, where this year we've been able to eliminate that. So that's, I don't know if that's kind of what you're after, but I think that was one thing for us was, um, don't worry about growing unless you're doing a product you're really really good at right right and and it with something that we weren't good at right so, so uh
0: yeah, yeah that's that that's that's really what uh what i uh, exactly why i was going with this because uh most of the time uh you know as contractor we only have, we can only see right in front of us right and uh, a lot of time that uh the problem that guys are experiencing you know uh what what i like to do is get them to see three years from now or two years from now of how this uh, experience can positively impact their business it might be a a a problem right now but it'll be a blessing later uh so that's exactly where i was uh i was getting it at and and actually, I had a lot of those incidents happen to me, right? Like I broke my leg one month into the business, you know. But if I didn't have, but if I didn't do that, I didn't know that somebody else could go in and get the job done for me, right? Or, or I uh, I started out at Next uh, Pro Unlimited. We were doing everything, right? Unlimited, right? Deck, fences, kitchen, bathroom, whatever, because we were worried that we're not gonna generate enough jobs. But uh the when we fuck up enough in that first year, you know, was you know what, fuck it, that bro only. <laughs> right. You know, and, Quit, and, just stop, stop, yeah, stop, yeah. Stop, stop, cancel. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And then our profits and our system and everything just got of skyrocket because I I only have one thing to worry about, one thing to train, one thing to hire, one thing to recruit, one thing, just one thing to do. And uh and uh, as a uh, and much at uh at uh, much at the early guy the general contractor try to do a lot of things I think the money uh, I I think you would agree with me with that the money is made from starting with one product one vertical one category and as you perfected that category you add what on one more and right. one more and one more and then you become a conglomerate right
1: It is now the interesting. I hundred percent agree with you. Now the interesting thing that I that I didn't mention when we started stucco, what starting stucco also brought us the stone and brick division. Now interestingly enough, the stone and brick division is very profitable for us, and it fits so well because now we can go into a a homeowner's house and completely redesign the front of their home and add stone and brick where they didn't have it before. So I'm very grateful that we did the stucco business. I'm glad we did it because it brought us stone and and brick that we would have never done. Um, But I would, but we found that from that right. Like you said, we went the vertical uh, on on each product. And so we went vertical, but we realized that this had a crappy foundation. So we scrapped it, but it still brought us something else. So I think it's okay to try um, those things, Um, which by the way, we have not talked about this, but one of the things that I think is super important. And one of the advices I would give to everybody starting out is you've got to have capital. Okay. Mm. You've got to have some operating capital. Now, what does that look like? Does that mean you have money? from mom and dad? Does that mean you get a a loan? Does that mean you have an equity line? Um, Even if it's on your house, whatever it is, you've got to have access to capital because like you say, we're going to F up. I mean, it's going to happen. Somebody's going to screw up. You're going to miss on something. Uh, A customer's not going to pay you, whatever it is, but you've got to be able to have enough money in your checking account or savings account or access to it with an equity line or whatever it is to account for those mistakes or those customers that don't pay you. For us, we had to have money in the account for those mistakes on the stucco, but because we had enough capital, we were able to to get through it and learn and and become profitable later. Um, And I think the other thing too, is that um, contracting business is hard. We make mistakes. Well, unfortunately our mistakes we make cost money, right? Our mistakes aren't free, unfortunately. So we've got to be able to afford those mistakes. And so that operating capital is so key and so important um, to the point where I would not start a business without some kind of operating capital. Um, And even if it's $10,000, whatever it is, um, I would not buy the equipment and then immediately start. I would make sure I had some operating equipment, some savings um, for that rainy day. Um, I I look back in 07, 08, 09, when, when we had the major recession last time. Um, the reason why my dad and I were able to, to make it through that, frankly, was we both had an equity line in our house. Um, and we dug ourselves in a pretty deep hole in those three years. Um, now, fortunately, we were able to pay it back fairly quickly. But if it wasn't for the equity line on both of our houses, um, we would have been out of business um, because wow. we 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 had that. We didn't have the cash in the bank, but we had the ability to get it um, from our houses. And again, I'm not in any way, shape or form saying, hey, go mortgage your house to stay in business. That's not what I'm saying. Um, but you do have to have access to capital
0: yeah you you brought up a good point and especially in this past year where you know um I think back when uh, a couple of years ago when I went to that convention and talked to you uh the they say that uh, you know or some experts have said that uh, the market is going to contract and uh, the the reigning season of lead cheap leads, is, uh, is going to be the thing of the past. Interest rate going to rise. And, but, but back then, you know, we were 3%, like right? everybody was living good, right? And, uh, 2023 just kind of kicked a lot of people ass, man. Uh, people were turned upside down, uh, get into a business loan that they, they can't get out of. And that to continue would be you know uh suicidal because they don't have any more access to capital and they don't have even with they do have access to capital they don't have a sales system a system to be able to generate that cash back to pay pay right pay uh the, the lender so the the top thing i think the top thing for the market right now is is really the fundamental, right? So, uh, talk to me a little bit about the fundamental business that you think that really gonna help contractor in two thousand twenty four to be able to build a solid, rock solid foundation that uh, they can survive in any uh, any kind of climate, uh, any kind of seasonality. As for us, exterior guy, that's important, right? Uh, so, talk talk to me about your experience and. Uh, in some of those things
1: love it. yeah i love it i think it's a really good question and it's a very important question um i think going back to the first thing we talked about earlier we, we we don't need to rehash it but just sales process is number one you've got to have a good sales process so that you can continue to bring in sales so that's first um second thing i think is so critical to have um, all your operations and your systems down to a science um, now ideally you have them all literally written down and in a book and, and sops and all those things are all good but but to start off basic, I think just making sure you have the right um, processes and systems. For us, um, we got that from Certified Contractors Network or CCN. Um, that's been big. But then I think there's a lot of guys, heck, like this, start, something you're starting to do is being a business coach. Um, and if CCN makes sense, great. If somebody like yourself or Brian or whoever it is that's in this industry, um, use a business coach. There's nothing wrong with it. Pay that money because they're going to help you get those systems in place. Um, and get you what you need to do. Um, and again, there's different people that you're going to jive with, right? But whoever it is, don't be afraid to spend that money. A couple thousand dollars in the front end can save you millions on the back end um, by getting those systems in place. Um, going back to we talked about, you're going to make mistakes. You're going to make money. Mu- you're you're going to have the screw up on the money. So if you say we're here we want to get to here, a straight line is how we all want to get. But let's be honest, how do we get there? Up. Right. Right. I mean, you guys, you knew before I was saying. so what we want to try to do is get rid of this as much as we can and get a straighter line, get that learning curve as clean as we can. So a business consultant, a business coach, a, a business systems, whatever it is, is going to get us, you know, a much closer waves. And I think that that's one of the things we've been very successful with. CCN was that for us, but for whoever it is, get those systems, get those policies, those procedures, get everything locked in, um, and then that way you're able to continue to grow and grow on a controlled method. Uh, that's the most important. The second thing would be, you mentioned it earlier um, that you're already doing with some of your clients right now, and that is have a one-year, a three-year, a five-year, 10-year plan. Like, what does that look like? What do you really want? Because if you know your plan and you know what you want to do, then you can work towards that. But if you have no idea, then you can't go from here to here because is it here? Is it here? Is it here? Where, where are we going? So get that three-year, five-year plan so that you can get there and then build it backwards. Look, if, if your goal is, if you're one million, your goal is to be five. Okay, what's that going to take? Well, you're going to probably need five salesmen. Okay, great. How many production managers is that going to take? Okay, we're going to need two. So if you do everything like that and you work it backwards, then you can kind of fill it in and build it in if X, then Y, if Y, then Z. Um, and when you get that way, you're able to, to get that answer. Anyway, does that does that make sense? Does that answer that question? Yeah, yeah. So I get on a tangent sometimes. I love this. I have a passion, but I get off on tangents.
0: No, no, no. That's fine. Uh, so it's, it's really important that you mention, I think, uh, you know, this is the third time you mentioned of it already. It's a sales system, sales process, sales methodology, whatever you want to call it. Right. Uh, and, uh, and I talk to, I talk to like the, the, the people that I serve, the people that I'm mentoring is three million and below. Right. And some of them, they, they don't know what marketing is. They don't know how to generate a lead. They don't know how to have a sales conversation, not just a conversation, right? Uh, a sales conversation, which is, you know, frame, reframe and how leading people t- down to the, the decision path. And it's, it's, it's so hard to, what my problem is, it's so hard to get guys to separate themselves from the products. Or whatever they're selling yep. but sell to be an advocate for themselves and the company of why they are different right and uh and that's 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 uh I, that's i think three million below the biggest struggle is marketing and sales for for guys uh so
1: uh so it's harder because for- it's more expensive right it's right. harder to, you don't they don't necessarily have the capital like for me i i can not that i want to but i can afford to spend $5, $10, $20,000 on, on an advertising s- and test it, right? When you're under $3 million, you can't. You can't spend $20,000 testing something. It has to work. Um, so it's a lot harder, right? You got to be more dialed in. Uh, wh- wh- one thing that I would say to that too, um, that, that might help too, especially if we're talking $3 million and under guys specifically, one thing that I, if I were to go back to tell myself um, when we were that that $1 million company, that I would tell myself is one, use a business coach like you are. Um, that's A. But the second thing is go to conferences. Like that's how we met, right? We met at a conference, we went to dinner, we had a had a drink or whatever it was. Like that is critical. So go to conferences because one, you're going to learn information, but two, you're going to meet guys. You're going to meet guys and, and and ladies and gals that you can learn and talk with and network with. So do that. And the third thing is try to get involved in a mastermind masterminds are worth their weight in gold. Um, I'm actually a part of two of them. Um, So not only do I pay the money, I pay the travel expenses, I travel to them, but they are worth their weight in gold because now you're sitting there talking with like-minded guys or gals that are doing what you do that have gone through that. There's, I promise you there's somebody in your mastermind that is going through your problems. And so anyway, I think, uh, so coach, go to conferences, network with people. Um, and then a mastermind. And if you can do those four things, it's going to take that learning curve and it's going to cut it in half. Um, Cause you're going to learn all the mistakes that I made, right? If you sat and we sat and talked long enough, I, all the things that I've screwed up on, I can help you not screw up on those things. Anyway, a little bit of a tangent, but I think that's so critical. If you can do those four things, I think you could go to the next level very quickly and very easily. Yeah. I th- I think that, uh,
0: a business coach, uh, is somebody one on one. If you're really serious about, uh, being in this industry for a long time is, I mean, it's jump change to the amount of knowledge and, uh, the right business coach. But anyway, uh, the, the amount of knowledge right. and experience and, uh, the, the thing that you can pull from myself being an example, right? Uh, when I, when I went to that conference, I, I think I did the million dollar last year, right? But, but by just seeing guys like you guys like, uh all the people that doing 10 million, 50 million, 100 million like they are they are no different than me, right? I'm I didn't actually retain a lot of information. But uh going to those conferences is is is, it 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 get me to a new environment and saying that it's possible. If these motherfuckers can do it, I can do it too. So it's a mindset that uh that even though if you don't learn anything, right? Even though you don't learn anything but you know that it's possible. Cause, uh, cause, cause uh, I'm different than Brian. I don't take notes when I go to conferences. I just go to conferences and I find one speaker I like. Then I just, you know, try to implement what they, they ask, maybe one or two things. And I think, I think that's, uh, that, that's for me anyway. But, uh, you say mentorship is going to cut that learning curve out. And, and it did for me. It, 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 like I will forever be an advocate for coaching. And masterminding and networking with other like-minded individuals because, like, I'm a different person than who I was three years ago. I my, I'm not the same 100%. guy. I'm not the same guy. I'm a different person than what what I used to be. So, um, so
1: yeah, thank you for sharing. Well, uh, and that's why the me- that's why it's so important to say, well, I went to that conference last year, so go again. I don't care if it was the exact same person, the exact same presenter. Your mindset. A year ago is different than today. You're going to get something completely different out of it. So so what if it's the same conference, same speaker? Listen, because you're going to get something different out of it. Um, and I think for me, um, what I did is all those things helped me get to a certain level. Um, it was when I started doing masterminds is when I went to the real level. That's when I really started making money. Look, I'll be transparent. I have no problem sharing this. Um, I was always that 2 to 3% net profit guy for a long time. Paid myself a, a wage, made okay money, and we made two or three points, and that was okay. Like we we were in business and we were successful and we were continually growing, so it was okay. But it's when I started really going on the the, the working on my mind, working on my mindset, and going to the masterminds and really diving in. That's when we went to the next level. Like we're going to do seventeen percent net this year. Okay, not not what we want. I want to get to twenty, but but to go from three to seventeen in four years, why? It's because I went to masterminds and I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm taking that in my mind and I'm making it happen. Um, and so I think that's the key: is don't be afraid. I, I know, especially when you're smaller, it's so hard to pay a business coach. I know it's so hard to, 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 to join a mastermind. What I would say is you can't afford. You, you can't afford not to do it. It will make all the difference in the world. to, to make don't make quit making wages. Make a real living. get a business coach, network, go to conferences, do these things. And you're going to see your life just completely change for the better. And (laughs) for me, it's not even the money for me. I'm so much less stressed. I can't tell you how many times I laid at night and go, Oh, how am I going to pay payroll tomorrow? How am I going to pay this bill? How am I going to pay my Lansing bill, my beacon bill, whatever it is, how am I going to pay this? Well, now I don't even, that's not what I I stress about other things now, nothing like that. And so I go to bed at night and I don't, keep myself up night on stupid things like that. Anyway, a little bit of a tangent, but I love this stuff. I'm passionate. You can tell I love this stuff because it's what it's what matters to me and what I gotta do. Well, um you you talked
0: about net profit. Let's dig into that a little bit, right? Okay. Um uh, so uh in my opinions is I would not run a business uh for under 20% because there's so much risk and headache and Bullshit and the amount of beating that we 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 get right from being a contractor. So anything that a, any gold under twenty percent net, I think is 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 kind of you know selling yourself short almost, right? And uh, I don't disagree. Yeah, three to five percent. Uh, you know, uh, there's a pl- a lot of guys like that out uh, there. Oh, That's got. I-
1: Majority of us are. I mean, right? Or what like uh, the majority of our industry probably makes less than three percent now. Yeah. But and you're uh, right, we're stupid. Why? Why do we do it? <laughs> but uh, I've I talked
0: to guys that doing 10 top line, that netting three and a half percent. I'm like, you're making less money than me, bro. Like that's not that's something right. that's not something I'd be proud of, right? Uh and what can can you can you touch a little bit on the net profit of how like if you at eight nine percent right now, how increase your price from maybe a hundred dollar to one hundred and ten would double your money? Just t- touch a little bit, yeah, touch a little, little bit about that. Just I yeah, want still. I want I want people to have a mental representation of raising your price ten percent would double your money.
1: It's it's so I think that uh, for me, um, why or how did we go from three or four? to 10 to 17 was what you just said. We raised our prices. There's so much concern. Well, if I raise my prices, I'm not going to sell as many jobs. Well, first of all, you will, but let's just assume that's the case. Okay. So what? You're going to make more money. Um, One one mistake I used to have is I used to come, part of it's an ego thing. If I'm being transparent, it was, it was, I wanted to beat my chest and go, I'm a $20 million company. Well, who cares if you're a $20 million company, if you're making 3% on the bottom line? I would tenfold rather be a $5 million company that runs that runs a 20% net. You've made more money. Literally, a $5 million company that runs a 20% net made more money than the $20 million guy at 3%. So first of all, I, I, what I would say is who cares how big you are? Forget that. Focus, focus, focus on the bottom line, bottom line, bottom line. That's all that matters. Top line, who cares? Bottom line is all that matters. But Going to your point, it's all on your pricing. It's your pricing structure. Don't be afraid to raise your prices. Yes, your closing percentage might drop a point or two. A point or two, right? You might drop down, instead of closing at 35%, you might close at 32%. But so what? Your jobs are bigger. They're more profitable. You're going to pick and choose the jobs. Going back to like what I talked about, getting rid of the jobs that aren't making you money, focus on the ones that do, and then raise your prices. Magic happens. It just works out. Uh, It just does, Um, you know, and and the other thing, too, if if I have now owners are different because owners naturally are going to have a higher closing percentage. But if you tell me my salesman is a rock star and he's closing 60 percent. I know without even knowing one thing about your business, you're not charging enough. If you're telling me that my salesman's a stud and he closes 45 percent, you're not charging enough. I can promise you you're not charging enough. Um, if you've got a guy that's literally closing more than 35%, you're not charging enough. Um, you just not, so charge more and you're going to get it. If if you can get a guy that's going to close 30 to 35% and you're hitting really good margins, then you've got a really, really good guy. But if you're so, if you got a guy closing over 40%, to me, you're just not charging. enough. Um, that's my opinion. No, right. There's other guys in the industry, but, but to me, that is how you're going to get to that top line number or that bottom line number. That is how you're going to make your net profit is by charging more. And yeah. a good indication is is looking at your closing percentage. If you have a legitimate sales process and you got a way to follow up and you've got all these things in, in place and a process, and if you're doing all those things and you're closing 40, 50 percent, you got to raise your prices. Real right. simple. Right. It's but that. not, but not. It's hard, it's scary. Look, it's a mindset thing. You think if I raise my prices and I'm gonna lose all these jobs, but the reality is you won't. But even if you lose some jobs if you can make the jobs you do more profitable, less risk, less less headaches, less everything and more money in the bank that's what you want
0: right and uh and it's uh it's hard to uh for me anyway to uh, convince people that uh, you know hey uh charge a little bit more charge a little bit more and you won't you won't have you're still gonna have problem but at least you can show up with style when you get money.
1: That's right. The, the one thing I'd say, let's talk some real numbers for a minute because yeah. I think this might help some of your, your listeners. Every industry is different to a degree. And I get that, mm-hmm. but after your labor and materials, okay. So your cogs, if you're not at least hitting a 50% gross margin. So in other words, label labor and materials, and then uh, it, you can't double it because the math doesn't work, but, um, if you want to hit a true 50% gross profit, your labor and materials divide it by 0.5, that's going to give you a true 50%. But if you're anything below that, you're not, you cannot make money in the business. Um, and some of your listeners might go, Oh, that would never work in my industry. Yes, it will. I promise you. Or that would never work in my market. Yes, it will. I promise it will. We charge substantially more than that. um But um, your labor and your materials, and then if you want to throw your commissions into it, you've got to hit at least a 50% gross profit after labor materials and commissions to be profitable and to be where you need to be to do those things you need to do to hire other people. Now, if you're a one-man band, it's different, right? But if you want to grow your business and you want to have employees, you have to hit at least a 50% gross profit to make it work.
0: Yeah, 50% gross profit is is, uh, almost kind of the the standard for at least... I know a lot of people use fifty percent because you know you pay what ten percent to the sales guy, you twenty percent overhead, and if you're good at marketing, maybe five percent, but most of the time you suck at marketing, so it's probably like seven to ten
1: percent, right? So that, is, that only left three percent when you run those numbers. That only left three. Yep. And so, that's why for me, that's why to me it's gotta be at least a sixty percent gross profit because then that way, like you say, you've got your labor materials, you've got your you got your your commission. Uh, my advertising uh, cost is about eleven percent this year, um, and so by the time you do all that, that's how you get the leftover is by charging those those um, the higher margins. Right, and
0: uh, and that's 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 again go back to the thing that you repeated three times: the sales system. Right, if you have a sales system, right. you you do the same thing every appointment, and the the, the, the slot rate, the law of average, will you you will close the percentage of. Uh, right of that price, uh, remove all the emotion and things like that. So I, I think, I think sales system is great. And, uh, and, and, and anyways, how about, uh, how about marketing, uh, what, what are some of the, some of the strategy strategy that you can do to maximize your, your lead? Right. Let's say you got a lead coming in. Right. How can you maximize that lead and make it pay by tenfold?
1: Well, I can tell you one thing that we focus on this year because we've not done a very good job of, and that is have a full time call center. Now we're bigger, so we can do that. But a full time call center might be one person. Right. If you're just starting out, it might be your spouse, uh, whoever it is. But it's the answer the phone. That's the number one thing. When the call comes in, answer and answer it very, very quickly, especially now we don't use lead aggregators like Angie's and those types of things. But if you do, the key to that is answering, answering your phone and answering it immediately. Um, and so, and or if you get the information call them immediately. I mean, I'm talking seconds, not not minutes or hours, but seconds after you get the, the information. So I think the first thing would be have somebody to answer the phone and get back to these people very, very quickly. Um, the second thing I think you just got to test. You got to test and try it, test and try it, test and try it. Um, and then you got to have a good offer. Um, if, and if you can do those things, you can get the phone to ring. Um, now, the cheapest lead is the customer you've already got. Remember that, you know, taking care of your customers and, and doing a really good job, um, asking them for the referrals. And, and if you can get, we're not to this level, I would love to be, but if you can get the 50% of your customers as on referrals, oh man, your marketing costs can dramatically come down. Um, and, and you smaller guys the smaller guys can do that right because they're on the job sites themselves they they've met with mrs jones they're installing it they have that relationship it's really easy to ask for those referrals and so um i, I think that would be how i would probably start would be make sure you answer the phone and then really rely on those on those um referrals as they're a much easier sell yeah uh, so uh
0: yeah back in the casino days uh, i always tell people that the the lead when they come into your ecosystem, that's just like the the one one fifth of the equation. You still have eighty percent of the money to make on the back end, right? That's right. So uh the, the money is made in the back end. Um and uh and most don't have follow-up system. Most don't have a speed to lead KPI that they can measure against lead coming in. Uh and and this is why it's so easy for me to dominate the exterior market here because I'm not up to. I'm. I don't know how to phrase this uh, a way that doesn't piss off people, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'm up selling to with my competition. They're not. They're not uh, salespeople. They're not marketing people. They They sell by they're installers selling decks, right? So that's a different methodology. Uh, basically focus on the products, right? But uh when when I come, come up to uh to these guys
1: it's, it's a no-brainer who they should go with. Which right. well, and, and I think to your point, um one of my mentors in this industry is a, a guy by the name of Charlie Gandell. Um you may or may not hold him to me he's one of the best men and ever grace this planet. But Charlie has always said you live and die by your needs. And so I think the one to $3 million guys um, don't necessarily live and die by their leads because they're just starting out. But when you want to take it to the next level and you really want to grow and you want to make it so that you're not in the business anymore, marketing is everything. Um, and and what you just said is so critical. I think this is where a business coach can really help. But the fact you may not even, you may be listening to this and go, what's the speed to lead, right? Those are important things to know. Like how fast can are you getting a phone call to how fast are you setting that appointment? And, and little things too. How many calls are you in getting to how many are you actually getting to sit to meet right those calls to sits are important and then how many sits are actually showing up how many of those sits are two-leggers versus one-leggers like all these kpis are so critical to meet. and if you can get those and get those dials in then you can make your marketing spend so much better you can take that one million dollar spend and cut it down to 750 just by covering those three or four things right right and And uh, it's so critical and uh
0: this this is the first year that I uh, uh we implemented uh, basically uh, an automation system on the front end. So any inquiry is you know is recorded in our CRM, and 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 this is uh, if my wife who is answering the phone is missed getting somebody set, it will automatically send them a text and an email two three days later. You know, so to reactivate those leads, right? because that's to me that's still leads. you know, we well, just what
1: have... what you just said, why are you dominating? because you're yeah. doing that right? right? That's great. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome
0: and then uh and then um uh, we uh, and then that's making the biggest difference in uh, in basically our set rate is almost ninety five percent like we 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 go see everybody, one it's leg, two leg. One leg, two leg, doesn't matter. If it's two leg, I'll sell a different way. If it's one leg, you know, you you will get the price and our system will follow you up with you to that. But I think this is where, correct me, and you can add on to this, this is where people get like antsy. Like, I don't want to get, I don't want to reach out to them that many times, this and that. But my mindset is, hey, they're the one who need it done, not we the one that hold the back.
1: So well, and, and if you were a canvassing, that might be a little bit different, right? If you reached out to them and knocked on their door, but they didn't, they raised their hand and said, I need a deck. They're the one that reached out to you. So to me, call them 5 million times until they tell me to stop calling. We're calling them because they raised their hand. Now, again, if you're a canvassing and if these leads are coming on a canvassing, that might be different, right? Because they didn't raise their hand. You knocked on their door. But if they came to you, to me, I agree with you a thousand percent. Keep calling until you get them. All right. So to to
0: sum this up for the guys at are 3 million under, make sure you see all the lead that you can and come into your ecosystem and get a sales system that will actually convert at the right margin so you can make a 20% net profit. To take that money to go
1: and grow and build your business Uh is… Love it. Yeah. You said it perfect. I agree. Look, cash is king. Cash is how you grow. You can make more money. The more money you make, the more you can make. Um, so, and so, I agree with you. So,
0: Tim, uh, how if people want to reach out to you for some advice, uh, how how do people get a hold of you, man?
1: You're, yeah, man, honestly, I'll, I'll give you my email myself. Call me anytime. I'm I'm an open book. I'm always happy. My philosophy is that I have been blessed in this industry, and I've had so many people help. So, if I can help others, I want to. So, my cell, 801-557-9875. Again, 801 557 9875, or my email, uh, Tim Jr., T-I-M-J-R at utahgutter.com. Again, Tim Jr. at utahgutter.com. Text me, call me, email me. I'm happy to help and I'll take your call anytime.
0: Hey, Tim, it's been a pleasure, man, to uh, chop it up with a guy that, uh, you know, I, I respect it and uh, exterior bros, right? So, uh, uh, any any last uh, closing remark, any Let's, let's, let's answer this question. What was the best advice that you ever gotten that you will, uh,
1: tell everybody about it? What, what is that advice for you? I think, I think just kind of like what, two things, get someone to sell and sell, sell, sell. We've already hit that beat that horse to death. The second thing is don't be afraid of paying somebody to help
0: consulting
1: mastermind, whatever it is. It'll get you there, and it'll get you there quicker. Just anything you can do to eliminate that learning curve, man, let's make some money. And this industry is amazing. We've got amazing people, amazing friends. It's just awesome. And let's keep building it, and let's just go. Hey, man. Hey, it's been a pleasure. Uh, so Right back at you. All
0: right, Tim, the recording thing is done. But, man, that was, that was awesome, man. I, you know, I enjoyed it. You well, think? I, I, you
1: too, I think you did a good job, man. I think you you ask good questions. You followed up. I think you're going to do really good with this. And I think it's it's needed. And I love it. And I love there's not too many guys that are focusing on that one to three million dollar guys. And there's a niche for that. So I think it's great. I love that you're doing it. Yeah these these guys man
0: they these guy they uh they basically just need to get some cash into that system, right? Yep. You know, get business, do business, get paid. Even the margin, we we can work on the margin and their mindset, but. Like they, they, just don't know how to market, or they don't know how to treat the lead, right? Like, I, 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 see people. I'm like, you have proposal out for two weeks that you haven't sent them. That I go there, the job already built, and you haven't Done. sent them a, a proposal. You know. Like, well, and I
1: think, and I think that's one where you can help a lot of these guys being a coach, right? You can, you can help with these things, and I think it's so awesome. I love it. Yeah, I love and it, I, and I, honestly, bro, you like you call me anytime for anything. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to make money at this. I don't want to make money at this, but I want to help. I want to be on podcasts. I want to be and and help and network. And I just want to do what I can to help this industry, just because I feel like that's my obligation right now, and that's my role in the company is to make this industry better. Right. that's that's
0: that's awesome, man, and uh, and that's the only reason I started this first because I'm I believe in in perfect action lead to you know uh big things and i've been wanting to do this for a while and uh and you know i'm saying what you know i'm just gonna put it out there and see how many people want to speak and then i'll hire i already hired a team to come in and build a studios and an editing awesome. team so you know Lots. throw some money at it i i me i don't do this for money i got a lot of people what's your goal for this Like, well maybe it's just my therapy
1: you know? I, I, you know what? I actually <laughs> agree with you. No, I agree with you. Yeah,
0: you, you know what I mean. I'm like, I, my, my, my. I, like, I don't want to make like a tiny thousand dollar, two thousand dollar here. You know, this, this is just for me to build a platform, a connector of people that then they can find like that. You like a lot of people. You, you guys are, I think, what the hidden secret, right? The guy, guys that been in the, the industry for a long time, you know, get, get their head down. Don't talk, don't, don't talk too much. But like, I mean, their bank account is bad. Their business is booming. And then you can see a problem from a mile away and you can shut the division down that quick. Even guys that I talked to that had your experience, they still struggle with letting them go. Let me. It's them hard. Work. Let, let maybe this division or that person or this person. Or so. so I think it's great because everybody, like like earlier, you say, hire a sales guy. I'm like, why didn't we fucking think of that? Like, like our way, um, and I want to tell Brian is our way is just to train people how to sell. What if they don't want to fucking sell?
1: Well, and, like, and for me, like I started that way, right? But yeah. I wasn't good at it. I can sell because I'm an owner. Then I had a lifetime closing of like 70%. Well, it's because I'm an owner. But I can't grow my business if I'm selling. Yeah, you you got a, a brown, guys do it. brownie point
0: for being an owner, right? The authority. Yes, or, you
1: right. Know, right. You do. And that's why when I was talking about closing percentages, and if you're closing as high, you're not charging enough. Owners take out the window because owners get that, right? Right. I mean, look, you and your personality, the way you are, your knowledge index, dude, you're going to close way more just because you're right. you. But that doesn't mean your guys will, right? Right. And right. so I, I agree. A- amen to that. Uh, All right, man. It's great, I- man.
0: Okay. All uh, right. well I'll talk to you soon. Let's keep in touch. Appreciate love you, it. Love it.
1: Mm-hmm. No, and I've got your and I didn't have your cell number before, but now I do. I've got you saved. So text me, call me anytime. I will, okay. man. Appreciate love you. It. Uh-huh. Love it. Love it. Love it, brother. Enjoy uh-huh. and have a great Christmas. All
0: right. Thank you, Tim. You as well. Okay,
1: brother. Bye we'll bless you. see you later,
0: man. All right. Bye.